Welcome to another episode of An Echo of Glory. On today's show, we discuss the win at Bournemouth, that cup exit at Fulham, and has the air gone out of Angeball? Welcome to another episode of An Echo of Glory. Joining me once again, Gary Diamond. Morning. Morning. Is it morning? Yep, just. And Jake Sanders, hello. Good afternoon. Good up. Nice morning, Jake. <laughs> It's going to be afternoon when it comes out. He's upsetting people already. <laughs> uh, right. Busy week at Tottenham Hotspur. We're recording this Thursday, at some point on Thursday. Um, a lot has happened. Up, downs. It's been a real week at Tottenham Hotspur. Starting, though, with the women. Their pre-season is underway. They beat London Bees 9-0. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, good win for them. Under 21s have continued their uh, great start to the season. They beat Derby 2 0, I think, last Friday night. And then have gone and beaten Sunderland 3 2 in the Premier League Cup. Uh, Donnelly scored a penalty which looked just like a bloke who used to play for us, has gone for Bayern Munich. Uh, <laughs> forgotten his name. Took it just like him. Uh, and Harvey White scored right at the end. Uh, 98th minute free kick. And the under 18s. Uh, they beat Arsenal 4-2 uh, uh, last week. So, women uh, and the youth teams all winning. Uh, we'll come to the men's team who've done a bit of that this week and also a bit of not winning. Um, but we'll come Technically to them. not losing either. Yeah, yeah. Statistically, uh, we're sure. still unbeaten under yeah. Ange. So, yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that. Wow. Yeah. 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 You lose on penalties, you draw the match. Uh, the match is drawn. Uh, loans players out Jed Spence has gone uh, to Leeds joined Joe Rodon um, that's kind of it <laughs> no, uh, you've got Alfie Devine oh yeah we've right so we've still got a player in the League Cup yeah uh, Alfie Devine uh, at Port Vale and they've drawn Sutton yeah you were saying they're the lowest ranked team and Dane Scarlett possibly to Ipswich I believe they're still in the League yeah, Cup yeah but he'll be Cup time oh yeah yeah so uh, will Alfie Devine win a trophy before <laughs> I remember they knocked us out of the FA Cup. I actually talking about this with my dad the other day. They knocked us uh, out of the Cup a few a few years ago, many years ago, thirty years ago now. Uh, Port Vale, no Port Vale. Oh, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a very boggy. We played pit. them since. We played them in the League Cup. I feel like we did play them again because it came back up. 16, 17 years ago. Good, good loan for Alfie Devine. There was a bit of chat about whether he should have gone to a Championship team. Um, I think it's more. At his level and age, it's more about minutes than League, league no, One. 40, 40, 50 games is much more beneficial in League One than. Yeah, they're sixth games. in League One. League, league One is really competitive. You know, teams like Portsmouth, Charlton, Barnsley, some big teams in there. I think that's you know it's a good level. No, I, th- I think I think it's a really good loan, and, and and it could be the making of him. It will toughen him up. You get a lot of minutes, a lot of experience. And they're doing just, really well as well. So just, just just there was some some words about. Should he have gone to a championship club? But no, I think it's a good loan. We've seen previously Parrot did it at Mill, struggled to play and struggled at the level and then dropped down. You know, it's, it's about minutes and He's game gonna, time. As you say, he'll probably play. Uh, Rodon and Spence both at Leeds. They were both on loan together at Wren. Wren. So they kind of, they're like a pair. Yeah. Like Etherington and Davies. But buy one, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the first team. We're going to go all the way back. Uh, to Saturday, um, solid performance uh, against Bournemouth, bar for 15 minutes at the start of the second half. But you expect that when you're away from home and the team are 1-0 down at half-time, they're going to come at you. They nearly scored just before half-time, but overall, I thought, a fairly solid performance. Yeah, it was. I think um, in the first couple of games of the season, you could have seen those games go go either way against Brentford and United. Against Bournemouth, it was the first game where I felt we were really in control. They had the one chance, like you mentioned, just before half-time. But for the most part, you know, we were in control. If they had equalised just after half-time, very, very different game. Yeah. But they didn't. We hung in. Andrew made some good substitutions. We regained control of the game. And we just saw it out. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was a really good, solid performance all round. You talk about the substitutions. They just got on top. And I remember they got a throw. And I was thinking in my head... This is a really good time to make this sub. The, the fans were banging on the back of the stadium. The crowd was getting up. And mm. it was like, just kill their momentum. Yeah. Make these subs now. And, and he did it. Look, I'm not saying I'm a Premier League manager. But it was good to see that he thinks like that. And that was a real momentum killer. And they didn't really do anything after that. Um, but 
I mean, you agree, Jake, it was a, a good away it performance. Was I think professional is, is the word. Mm. It was, you know, I don't. I think they had one shot on target just for half-time. They didn't really look like scoring. Um, and as I say, if, if we were a bit more clinical in the first half, the game would have been over at half-time. You know, we know about the Richarlison chance. I think Sun had a chance, Madison had a chance. We should have been three or four up, but, you know, he used the subs, he recognised the danger and brought on, you know, who was it, Perisic, Hoybier and Davis, three most experienced players. I think Skip came on as well. He recognised it and, you know, I thought they all did really well, actually. Do you find what, what was interesting is, um, think about the goals that we've scored this season, particularly the last few. They seem to be from in or around the 60-yard box and just sort of trickling into the net almost because the quality of the chance created... Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's like the, the, Madison, the Madison goal, the Kulisevsky goal, even Richarlison against Fulham was a header from like inside the 60-yard box. The Davies' own goal against United, they all just seem to sort of yeah. trickle into the net. And it was just something I was thinking about. Like, And even the Sar goal, OK, he blasted it in, but that was no, from like right. point-blank range. They're very high XG goals. Yeah. yeah. Which is well, a good sign. We, I watched JJ Bull. <clears throat> he did a, another really good piece on Spurs tactics, and he's saying how he loves and loves uh, his wingers to go on the outside, which mm. Kudelski did against United. Although it was fairly easy for Kudelski to do that against United because their left backs just disappeared, <laughs> melted. Um, and let's talk about Kudelski because I think he had a better game against Bournemouth, and it was good to see him score. But I'm st- I'm not convinced he's an Ange person because of the fact that. He wants his wingers to go on the outside. I mean, Son's not going to do it either on that side, really. Um, maybe he'll have to change the way he plays because he's not going to play like Celtic because it's not, it's not as easy here. But I was watching, I was, I was on holiday and I was watching the game uh, abroad and with a couple of other Spurs fans and the bloke, every time Kudaseski got the ball, he just went, I know what he's going to do. Well, if we know what he's going to do, the Bournemouth defender and every defender knows what he's going to do. He was mixing it up. 18 months ago or at the end of that Conte season when we did well he was going outside inside now he still goes onto that left foot a bit too much for me uh, and I think he's a little bit too obvious but he's the the classic inverted winger where, where you play the wrong footed winger the opposite footed winger on the, yeah. on the wrong side so they, want, they wanted there was that fashion where they'd come in and bend it in with their with their actual sort of dominant foot, right? Mm. Whereas Ange doesn't want her as, as his finishing's not even good enough for that anyway. He doesn't. He's got an okay well, left foot. Remember him ever having a shot on target from outside? He scored against Leeds, didn't he? His first goal. But for like us, the was cut it? in, you know, the classic like what Robin used to do. You know, he cuts inside a lot, and you know, he's yeah, you want him to ping one yeah. into that far corner. But he, but he can go outside. Like I remember when he came on. Well, as that's what I'm saying. Leeds he cast like, when he came on against Leeds. It was, uh, we, just before the down. World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he set up both goals exactly that By way. By going outside and then cutting it back in the way that Ange would want. And if he can get back to that Right, sort it's of a confidence coaching thing, isn't it? Yeah, he can maybe, do it. Maybe bringing in Brendan Johnson could be, you know, a good thing for him. Yeah. Actually, you know, raise his levels a bit. He's, he's not really ever had any competition. He's been at us 18 months. He's pretty much been Lucas Moura, Dan Juma. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Kudusevsky advocate. I love yeah. him. Like, I really, really love him. I've got a lot of time for him. And yeah. I think there's definitely a place for him in, in, in this team and certainly squad. Um, I think his celebration spoke volumes. Mm. It felt like a big relief. I think that was his first goal since Man City away in January. That's a long time not and, to score for an attack. And he's one of the ones that stepped up and took a good penalty against Fulham yep. as well. Um, he's the least of our concerns. No, no, he is. <laughs> he's absolutely the least of our concerns. But I think he's someone who needs to step up his game a mm. little bit. Um, you, we talked about Brennan Johnson. Let's talk a little bit about transfers. Uh, and I don't think wants a number nine. Like we'd all love to sign Vlajevic. Uh, he'll bang in a load of goals. I'm sure if we were to sign him, we're not going to sign him. Link with Brennan Johnson. Link with Ansu Fati, who is now seemingly going to go to Brighton. I'm not sure whether it was ever act- we were ever actually that close. From what I understand, we weren't that close. Um, but it seems that Postecoglou doesn't want your traditional nine. We've talked about it ad nauseum on here. He wants winger forwards that can play across the line. Where are you but, on that? I mean, we just we just sold Harry Kane. Yeah, but who who didn't play under Postacoglu? But we can't to say we can't you can't replace Harry Kane. No, but I don't just mean that. We've we've not we've technically got no recognised striker at the club. No, is come Richarlison on. even a striker? Yeah, of course he is. It's Brazil's number nine. But play, <laughs> yeah, but he spent most of his Premier League career at Everton playing on the left. Mm. I mean, look, I hope it can work. It just feels it feels a. Uh, Right now, whether we get 
Brandon Johnson or not, it feels like a massive risk. Wayne Kuliseski and Son are, you know, been quite poor for about in terms know, of over goals. a year. Yeah. It just feels like a risk. I know we're never going to be able to replace Kane. And I know everyone's got a bit of a pipe dream with, with Ivan Tony, but it just felt like we just needed somebody in. Just some, nat, you know, a natural number nine. Because the thought of play, you know, having Richarlison there for the whole season is, is tough. I'm going to stick up for him a little bit. I think there was a moment against Bournemouth where he, we were on the break and he made a ridiculous pass out right when the pass was to Madison. And then got booked. And then got booked and then came off. He tripped over the ball, didn't yeah. he? And he tripped over the ball. <laughs> how, trying to work out in my head here how I'm going to defend him. I feel like he gets a little... I watch Messi. I'm not putting them together, by the way. I watch Messi. <laughs> I, watch, I watch Messi. I'm like, fucking hell, that ball just falls to you all the time. He knows where to be in the right place. Of course he does. Richarlison, he did it against Bournemouth. when he. I actually thought he was unlucky when he went around the keeper. Um, and he f- fell over again, but didn't he? Took just stick it away. I just know, but, but then there's that moment where there's a rebound and he's just about there. He's not. To be quite fair, there. if it was another player, if if he'd scored, it would have looked like a really nice goal. The way you know the little drag. If it was another player, they would have just buried they it. Just scored just somehow. Took, I feel shot. like I feel like I'm hoping that the goal against Fulham has done him in the world of good. He needs he needs to go on a run. Okay, I'm worried he might not go on a run. Personally, I think we could do a lot better I feel we could do a lot worse I think we're stuck with him now quite frankly it's, it's interesting the whole thing right because I don't know whether Andrew wants a typical number nine or not from the rumours around the transfers it, it sounds like not I've got the sort of feeling that he's quite happy to either have a Charleston or Son through the middle but you mentioned the goal against Fulham and and you know just after he's got that goal and it was a much needed goal for him and just taking him off and, I that's can't off, stand and, that, that. and that's off the back of having made nine changes yeah. in in a cup game, and we'll come back to the transfers. But I just you know th- th- there's been some talk about Ange and his decisions in that game, and I just wondered, you know, where 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 we're at with us, how are we feeling about him taking Richarlison off after Richarlison got the equaliser. Also, with the game sort of headed towards penalties, likely, do you not want your striker on the pitch to be one of them taking the, that I, penalty? I, like, I don't get it as a Sunday league centre forward if you took me off just after I'd scored a goal I'd be livid Any you should have taken e- Dan Scarlett off yeah, you can't take him off after I'm just brought him on well, he was about to load him out to Ipswich that, that whole but thing was weird take, he didn't take a penalty and he, you know, he hardly had a kick so. yeah that was a weird substitution for me full stop but we did this was it AVB uh, Soldado a couple of he's never scored any goals but when he did I think twice he scored and the next week he was dropped and didn't play the centre forward if you score a goal with half an hour left, you don't expect to be dragged within the next 10 minutes. But you don't, you, you, this is the problem, right? You, you don't know like, if Andrew's got in his head that actually he, he viewed, and it quite possibly viewed the game against Burnley as the more important one, wanted Richarlison for that. Maybe he was always going to give Scarlett half an hour. Well, right, Scarlett came around at half time. Right? Oh, half but, time, right. Yeah, but, but you know, it, mm. it, it's the, the whole selection around that in a, in a cup game seemed a bit odd, and, and he defended himself with, I need the opportunity to see the other players and I think everybody said it's a big joke on sort of Twitter and around like well, we them players him. we could have told you mate you only needed to ask but he's got the right to assess them himself right he's got the right to, to, to look at them but there is no coincidence that it's the same players who have featured in the starting lineups of all of our major disasters over the last few years could have I'm, talking, Mason, yeah. they? <laughs> I, I'm talking about like Sanchez and, 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 and Davies and you know they've always always been it's the same names isn't it and and the problem is that um you know since i think 202021 20, basically our whole starting lineup of our first 11 as i mentioned last week is entirely new with the exception of son but the drop off behind that yeah, it's, it's, like it's and, and 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 you think about you know we're going into our fourth game of the season before the game against united we were sweating on the fitness of romero because without romero it ain't great before the game against Bournemouth, we're sweating on the fitness of Madison because without Madison, it ain't great. Van de Ven limped off yesterday, and everybody's going to be asking in the press conference today of Ange, "Is Van de Ven fit?" And if he's that bad, I feel I think he'll be all right. But I'm I sure he will be. But the point is, yeah. the point is, you yeah. know, before every single game, and this yeah. is in a shortened season, really. For and us, Romero and Madison have, have both had, you know, quite a few injuries. And, and there's going to cut so and, and Bissouma, and any time any one of these players is out. And we saw it against Fulham, and okay, that was wholesale nine changes. But, you know, if Basuma is 
injured and Bentoncourt isn't fit to play in the six and take the ball off the defence and beat that first man. You've got Hoiberg, who we saw the other night. Well, we know that he's going to be off in January for a month with the AFCON. But yeah, Basuma and Son. And Son. But, but, but the, hopefully by the then you'd have Bentoncourt back. But the point that I'm making is... is the first 11 looks okay. It looks all right. Richarlison, no Richarlison, whatever you want to say about that. It looks okay, but the drop-off behind it is frightening. All right, so that brings on to a couple of things. Transfers. Still need to get all those players out. God, we've been saying it <clears throat> since we started this pod three and a half months ago, whenever it was. They're all still here, apart from basically Winks and the Spence Road on double act. Uh, and obviously Kane's gone. I'm pretty sure when I'm 80 on my deathbed, Dyer's still going to be here. <laughs> We're going to have the same conversations next summer, because they're all on loan. That's a real problem. You, you know loan I mean? them out. Well, you just you've got Spence and Roden for a start, mm. and Dombele's obviously going to leave on loan. Regulon probably going to leave on loan. You just shunt the problem forward twelve months. You're just waiting for him to be out of contract. But one thing, the other thing it does uh, bring forward is that we've started the season really well, and everyone's loving Ange and Robbie Williams does a song, and everyone's happy. And then we go to Fulham and we get knocked out of the cup, and that people you see on Twitter, people have have lost their shit and. Don't love Ange anymore. For me, the jury's still out on Ange. He's been here four games. It's mm. brilliant what he's done and the mood is better. And I see the project and what's happening. We could get to November and we might not win another game. I don't think that's going to happen. So mm. the jury, it's not the fact the jury's out. I'm waiting to see what happens and, and it looks great. This isn't going to happen overnight. But the management of this squad, again, we're a day before the transfer window closes and the squad is still full of rubbish. I know Forrest is probably hard to deal with with Brennan Johnson. He's one of their own. He's been there since he was nine. They've got a very tough chairman. Him and Levy negotiating must be <laughs> incredible to watch. Well, we know that because of Jed Spence. Right. But what? Yeah. I know it's, just, it's not easy. F- I'm not going to sit here and say, why didn't you sign him three weeks ago? But I'm going to. Why be. didn't we sign him three weeks ago? Like Other clubs, in my opinion, would have got him in by now. And he'll come in and he might come in. But other clubs haven't got him in. No, no, but I feel there are other clubs that just get their shit done. And we know routinely... Well, Chelsea, Chelsea yesterday I don't know, signed like Cole Palmer in about six hours. <laughs> yeah, it was read... The way I read it from Fabrizio Romano was like, they basically just rang each other up and went, but, we want him, oh, fine, we'll sell him, it's done. we're always trying to get it a little bit cheaper. That's why. We're always trying the, to get the, him under their asking the, price. The, the, the back and forth over, over sort of transfers doesn't bother me too much. I think if you adopt the view on every transfer of just pay the money and get it done then over the course of time that's going to that's going to hamstring you my bigger issue is actually as long as we end up with the players in the squad that we need and we get there in the end like fine it actually hasn't hurt us too much in the league so like, far so yeah, far that, so far and the only and the only other game that we're going to have is Burnley away which, which you know regardless we'd hope we could win but if we come to the end of the deadline and our third choice centre back for the season is Davinson Sanchez. And if we come to the end of the deadline and we haven't got Brennan Johnson, I don't even think Brennan Johnson's a world beater, but I can well understand why Ange would, got, get, would want him. But if you don't get him and you're left with just Kulisevsky, who is injury prone, like, you know, you've got to get... I, I, if, if we're sat here next week and Davinson Sanchez is our third choice centre-back, there is simply no excuse for that. I don't care if the guy comes in, whoever it is the centre-back comes in at, you know, 10.59 tomorrow evening don't care if it's as late as that I do care if Davinson Sanchez is our third centre-back because it just cannot be that we're going into the season with that if we end up with Johnson and and, and a centre-back I'd say okay any transfer window could be better but actually we look alright for a 38 game season plus FA Cup like, but, like but, we but isn't okay. it frustrating that we have to wait I know we've done okay in the league so far, and as you said, there's one more game, and if players come in, they might miss one more game. But Ange has got a, they're all going to go off international duty. He's got to get his system onto these new players. We we do this all the time. We're, we're always underprepared going into the season. Yeah, but you know, I think so many teams are. But I'm, I'm talking the, the, about the, Tottenham. I don't care what the I'm season doing. finished three months ago. We conceded what sixty something goals, the worst in what fifteen years. Mm. We knew we needed minimum two centre backs, probably three, mm. and we signed one. We got one day. He's left. good, by the way. I'm pleased he's with that. Br- no, he's no, no, phenomenal. no. He's, yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, he looks really good. But yeah. that that is staggering. In, in, you know, the end of last season, that should have been it for for Dyer and Sanchez. It yeah. should have been it. And, and, Let and, alone Sanchez. You know, fair, but costing us 
you know, a League Cup game. And, th- and this is the problem, is, is Van de Ven's a, a young kid, it's his first season in the Premier League, to ask him to play 38 league games is a huge ask, to ask R- Romero to play 38 league games is a huge ask, to ask Udogi to play 38 league games, and the drop-off after Udogi is frightening as well, right? So, I think Davis is all right. Oh, come on, mate. Not, not anymore. I, I said, all right. I, I think there's more chance that Sessegnon comes back and hopefully scopes no, up. No, I'm not having that guy. No, Sorry. But, but, <laughs> Sorry. Like, no. Davies isn't, isn't, isn't the one. Neither is Sessegnon. Right, this it's is the much point that I'm making. The, the drop-offs throughout this squad. The drop-offs throughout this squad are frightening. Now, hopefully, we'll be all right this season because it is a shorter season. But you know, you're asking a lot of young guys. What you, all right, so it's a short season, just got shorter. So let's talk about Tuesday night. Uh, you were there, Gary, when you saw the team come out and you were uh, in, in the pub or wherever you were before the game. When I saw the team, uh, I wasn't there, I was still away. I turned around to my dad and I was like, I know what's going to happen here. We're going to play the way we played for the last four years. And that's I didn't see it again. You tell me that's how it seemed. We had no forward momentum from the midfield. That was probably the major problem. I think we, you know, we, we, we know what's going to happen when you start Hoiberg and Skip in midfield. These are two players who are defensively minded. They don't really, they're, they're risk averse. Skip's they're, playing in a more advanced role, though, as well. That's yeah, and when you see thing. the first goal against Bournemouth, Basuma takes that ball and his first uh, thought is to go forward. Forward, just that lovely little shift and he goes forward. Skip came on against Bournemouth, and I know that we were winning and he's there to protect the lead. His first thought is backwards. Yeah, backwards. It's because he's not technically good enough to do that. Yeah. And, and, and I think people were upset with the performances of Solomon and Lacelso. Um, you know, it, it, but but they didn't get any service. They didn't get the ball. They didn't get the ball from the guys behind them. Sanchez can't pass out of defence. Royale can't pass out of defence. Davies can't pass out of defence. The supply Foster. was coming from Van de Ven. Yeah, it was Van de Ven. That was it. Like they weren't getting. Th- it, it it was a poor performance, but it was a performance that you know I think we could all have seen coming when we saw the lineup. You're not going to play Angeball with Hoiberg and Skip, which is why I'm fully in favour of Hoiberg going, even if that leaves us a little bit short. Like if if, if Atletico Madrid want to come in with 30 million obligation and a loan this season, you don't think there's something in that Hoiberg is someone that he's brought on in these games when we're winning and go right, just you know. Shore, shore this up for us. I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, funnily enough, I I I, th- I thought Saar was more of a six than he is the role that he has been playing. Mm. So I think going forwards, you've got Saar that could do that. You've got uh, uh, Benton Core will come back. Even Skip in that six role rather than the eight role for fifteen minutes. For fifteen the, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think if you've got the opportunity of thirty million plus for Hoiberg, yeah, yeah. I'm not sat there going, oh yeah, but he might come on fifteen minutes and close out a game. Come on now, like he's got to go, and he's never going to be that player that is suited yeah. for Ange Ball. So I'm fully in favour of 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 him going. Um, I, look, the Fulham performance is disappointing, him, so we wanted to go far in that cup. What cup. was the atmosphere like when we were playing? Was there frustrations? Did it feel like a game from last year, the year before? I thought the away, the away fans were good. I think we were mostly singing throughout. Um, I, I was frustrated watching it. I think everybody was, was, was frustrated because it, it clearly wasn't good enough at any point in the game. We didn't really And you could tell it. it was happening early. Yeah. You know, you had that familiar Middlesbrough, Sheffield United. But I think you could tell before kickoff, like no, I was but, saying, you look at the it, team. But, 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 but un, you know, under another new manager, you hope it will be different. And you go, you know, you've got this one and Perisic and, you know, Solomon's got something to prove against Fulham and Lacelso. And 10 minutes in, I thought, oh God, I can see where this is going quickly. And mm. it was such a clunky disjointed performance even our goal came against 10 men with a bit yeah, of fortune that, that, that yeah. summed the game up yeah, yeah. Giza went off with a torn boot and, and then scored the winning penalty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where were you on the lineup? nine changes is too many right it's just unnecessary it's completely unnecessary I mean, you see you could see the rea- you see the reaction it, it the, the the frustrating thing for me was you 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 heard a lot of Ange as football fans like to say gets it mm. and it felt like he really does get it already and he just got that so horribly wrong it was just like even if we were in Europe I'd, I'd say don't make nine changes other Premier League clubs didn't make as many and it, it just felt like three too many six changes is fine you know half and half a couple of experienced guys come in play Sun play Abisuma but it was just so disjointed it was a whole new back five essentially three midfielders that haven't started a game this season you know, a guy on his debut, a Perisic who's not played a game this season or started a game, and Richarlison who's, 
you know, low on confidence. It wasn't. You made a great point before we before we started recording about our three captains, mm. none of them actually being on the pitch. That says a lot, don't it? Yeah. I always used to say that back in the day, if Harry Kane doesn't start a game, it can't be that big of a game. It can't be that important <laughs> of a game. And it felt like that. You know, three yeah, captains, we're, we're, none of them are starting. How, how, as in, it was important to us, but to the manager, how important was that to him? Yeah. First yeah. sub, Dane Scarlett on at half time. Look, I think and now he's going. I, I yeah. think Ange might take the view. I'm here for four years and I need to take the opportunities to assess my squad. And I'm sure that he's here to win trophies and he wants to win trophies. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think to him it might have been more important on this particular occasion to see some of the, the more fringe players. But ultimately, yeah, as a fan, you, you want to go deep, particularly in a season with no Europe. But at the same time, people forget that the last 10 years, this tournament's been won six times by City and once by United, Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, it's not as though if we had gone deep, suddenly we're in with a chance of... I mean, we're, we're obviously always in with a chance of winning it, but it's no given thing. No, of course not. I think the frustration was we were on such a high, probably from, from United win and, and Bournemouth win, and we feel like we've moved away from these... It away was so performances. easily avoidable. Avoidable. If that it, was the thing. If he'd played... If he'd played most of the strongest team and we'd lost I think we'd have all been annoyed that we lost but not annoyed at the situation that that we left ourselves in which is playing those players that we know let you down every single time as a fan I always look at that scenario and think what is the risk reward mm. in terms of like well the risk is you go out and you have this but the I, I, and I understand you know if, if even if we'd gone through if Madison had played and got injured everyone would have gone mad but, mm. but what's an hour in Madison and Basuma and Sun's legs really in the grand scheme we're playing on a Tuesday then a Saturday then it's an international break with mm. no Europe what you know what's an hour you know I said on Twitter it's, it's like it's his Sheffield United and Zagreb moment it's a bit of an exaggeration but that's what I'm saying. We've, we've, we want to come away from that, the Middlesbrough. We want to come away from all that. We feel like we've moved on from that, getting rid of Conte Mourinho, got this guy in, like you said. We think he gets it. And then he, he reverts back to that type. It's like PTSD. The only fans. positive for me is, is hopefully, when the FA Cup comes around, won't no more it. funny business again. Yeah. Well, the FA Cup comes around, I think, during the... AFCON and the Asian Cup. Well, it's Cup. just before. It's, it's a the week The third before. round is, but the fourth round... The fourth round is, you know, will be without Basuma, Saar, Sun. Probably, Depending so. on how far they go, yeah. No doubt yeah. Arsenal will get Shrewsbury at home and we'll get United <laughs> away in the fourth round. And, you know, standard. Yeah. Okay, so that takes us on to, on to, to Saturday. When we've had these <clears throat> last year, when we had the Sheffield United debacle, <clears throat> we then lost 1-0 at Wolves, barely laid a glove. And then we had that wonderful nil-nil draw at home to Milan when we needed a goalie chucked on Davidson Sanchez. Naturally. It will all... <laughs> it's a natural sub. It's a natural sub. Of course it is. You, you bring on a guy who's prepared to take your third penalty against Fulham. And we had 10 men as well. And we had 10 men. That was disaster. Um, it's about, if we go to Burnley and play like we've done against, certainly against United and Bournemouth, all will be forgotten. But I do feel a little bit of the air has gone out of it because of what happened on Tuesday. Nah, I think I think from the fans, the players and the club may not feel like that at all. I think now there's a little bit more jeopardy on Saturday. But if we go out and play like we've played against Burnley, and it's a pretty good fixture for us, they're struggling, um, probably all will be forgotten. I, I, don't, I don't think the air's gone out of it. I think a, a lot's been made of, of, of going out the cup and it's disappointing. But ultimately, if we go away to Burnley and we're clearly going to play our strongest team available and we go and get three points. And even if we don't, so long as we play good football in the way that we know, um, then I, I think, think... a lot of fans would have taken this start if we went on Saturday, yeah, even going out the cup. 100%. Three away games, 10 points, and yeah. the, the, the atmosphere and the vibe. 100%. I know we're throwing away one of the cups that we're desperate to win, but, but uh, a lot would have taken it. Ever, we, we spoke a few weeks ago saying, you know, we could be on two points from four games yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think if we go up to Burnley and we put in a good performance and we get that win, and I expect us to as well. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think the air has been sucked out of it at all. I think I, I think we have to think about we're on. It's hate, important. I, though, I hate now. to sort of use like you know pun, not puns. I can't think of what, but but you cliches? know we, cliches. We're on a journey, okay, or process. That's well, not say that. or, or Trust the process. <laughs> that's like all, those that's a cliche. All, 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 all of that sort of stuff, right? And 
we just have to appreciate that that there will be bumps in the road, but generally we can already see very, very quickly what Ange wants to do, what he's trying to do, where he's hoping to go with it. The only thing I hope is a couple of transfers in before Burnley that give a little bit more depth to an otherwise not such a deep squad. Good performance against Burnley, and I think we can really look forward with a lot of optimism. It's been about cool. it, as I was just going to quickly say, you mentioned before it was it was avoidable. It feels like a bigger game for Ange now. That's what Saturday, I'm saying. It's really, you know, it feels like there's unnecessary. No, I'm not saying if we lose, you know, people will be calling for his head, but there's an unnecessary amount of pressure on him now. You know, if you make 11 changes and essentially chuck a cup away, you better go and win the next game. I'm kind of especially there, before guys. an international break. I, I agree with that. I feel, and I do feel the air has gone out a little bit. It can't not. Look, we easily could have won on penalties, and we wouldn't be talking about any of these changes. We're going all wide. He did. He's lucky, lucky, but he did it. I think he got it wrong. So I think it's natural to think he's made a mistake there. I'm, we said it off air, and I've seen a lot on Twitter. That one was on Ange. And yeah. I'm not for one second saying we're now going to go and repeat that performance. We're much more likely to repeat the Bournemouth performance and the United performance, but we kind of have to now. Yeah, but I think we will because that's the way we're going to play, right? When you've and got that's your, when, why when you've we're got also your... pissed off with Tuesday because we went back to how we used to play and we thought we'd thrown that we're, away. With all the players that used to play that right. way. So that's what Ange knows now. Like He's seen it, yeah, he knows. Know. Right? Just, it it feels like a massive waste. He, he knows. He, 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 I reckon in his head right now, he's going, oh, mate, if I've got a couple of players out and I've got to throw these idiots in, we're fucked. Yeah, well, <laughs> well it's almost like... as old... good a coach as you want, but it... if you've got players that can't do it, they can't do it. It should almost be like the old days now where we just play, as long as they're injury and suspension free, just pick the 14 well, that's players it. all season. So that's it. That that's should it's... not be any changes that, uh, weeks uh, ahead. Exactly weeks that. There's no one that, you'd, you know, maybe the right back... Is... Even if, Brennan, no one else. even if Brennan Johnson comes in, he's got a hamstring at the minute, right? Well, no, he played uh, for Burnley. He played last like, night. He played for he Forest against he, Burnley. He came did he really? Night, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, good news. I didn't realise that. He's going away with Wales as well, so that could yeah, be. Okay, like that's that. where he'll get the problem then. <laughs> no, but that could, hopefully he's good. If he okay, but, 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 it, but, it, but even if he signs, you'd expect him to start on the bench. It should be a really settled 11. It just no, but I don't mind one season. one change, you know, Johnson yeah, well, for a Richarlison or Kulisewski. Yeah, but but for the most part, it really settled 14-15. Let's say that. It, there's yep. no reason, yep. really, outside of bad injury problems or suspensions. Right. That, that's that how Leicester won the title. That's <laughs> how Arsenal did so well last year. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure much. it's how Chelsea won the title under Conte. Yeah, because they didn't barely Europe, made any changes. They no barely made any changes. No Europe, right? Nobody here is saying we're winning the title before we start getting comments, right? No. But... But ultimately, it should be a really settled 15. We're going to be top of the least changes table, aren't we? Hopefully. Hopefully. It just should be. Arsenal, Arsenal were last, last season. Yeah. Barely made any changes. Um, there's just no need, though. There's just no need. Yeah, exactly. And, Even and if I, we lose a game, there's no need. No, and that's, and that's the point, right? Is, is you get in that centre-back, the right midfielder, and suddenly you've got a squad of 14, 15 players that, that you can really rely on. Um, and then you can build on that in terms of starting 11 or squad strength next season when hopefully we will be in Europe and you've got a squad of 20 odd players right yeah. but this season 14-15 players should be enough to get us through yeah, we just need to make sure that we get that centre back and right I can't say enough I'd be furious if we go this time next week if we've got Sanchez as third centre back I cannot tell you how angry I'm going to be there's only one that's been linked and that's Tosin at Fulham yeah, might, might, there might be a rabbit out there. You'll be more somewhere. furious if Romero gets injured and Sanchez is dying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. Exactly. That's, that's the my point. point. That's my example. Or if Van der Ven gets injured and suddenly Romero's got the thing is right now, so, or, or Sanchez it's so close to the end of the window. And like you know, I know Tosin's been floated around. All, you know, maybe he's going to Monaco. Maybe he's not. We got what thirty six hours left, and and it's I nothing. know Dan Juma came out late on you know in January, but usually now if a name's not out there, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, which that, makes you think that Dyer and Sanchez and you know are going to stay and we're going to be well. They're being, but, but, but but then they're being offered left, right, and centre. Apparently, all the rumours are that they're being offered here, there, and everywhere, why which would we, make you think that, that we've got something lined ago. up. We're offering them. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we were, but we, we our first show we talked about the five that had to go, and I think on the top of my head they're all still here. Was well, Regan on Lloris and Dombele? It was Sanchez, Dyer, and we did five. We did Lloris and Dombele. Regulon, no, no, in there. I think oh, I can't remember. Well, Sanchez was definitely Sanchez, Sanchez was, was definitely, definitely in on there. there. And maybe Dyer was in there. Yeah, I think you wanted Dyer on there, and they're all still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bad squad management. Like I say I'll be eighty, and they'll still be here. Um, right, so we've had our little look 
uh, at, at Saturday, uh, as I always say, I, I'm appreciative of your expertise on the matter. Uh, but we're going to talk now uh, to someone who knows Burnley really, really well. Delighted to be joined on the show by Northwest journalist Adam Cottier. Adam, thanks so much for joining us. Hi there, guys. You okay? Yeah. Uh, listen, Burnley in a similar situation to Tottenham. Uh, a new manager come in, ripping up the old blueprint. Obviously, Burnley are further further ahead uh, in their situation with company coming in uh, last season. But what's the mood there after a difficult start to the Premier League season? Um, slightly concerned, I think, by by the start, given they've conceded six goals in the two games they played. They obviously had the unplanned break with not playing away at Luton in the second game. So too early probably to judge where Burnley are at. For me, and talking to fans as well, they have lost key players from last season and maybe not replaced them. Leadership is a key thing for, for Burnley at the moment. Taylor Harwood-Bellis was a huge part of what they did last season at the back in terms of the way he played and fitting into Vincent Company's system, the leadership that he brought. They haven't replaced him. Nathan Teller, their top scorer from last season, has obviously moved on to, to, to Germany and they weren't able to sign him from Southampton. And then you've got players like Ian Matson as well, who looks to be breaking into the Chelsea first team picture at the moment. So there are really good players that were involved in what they did last season that are not in their team now. Um, Vincent Company's also changed the goalkeeper, James Trafford, who is inexperienced and obviously had a great World Cup with uh, a European Championship rather with, with England in the summer, but is a fresh face. And I think some fans are a bit perplexed as to why Arrow Muric, who didn't really put a foot wrong last season, has now been replaced by a relative rookie. It's a, it's a club that's undergone a, a huge transformation over the last couple of years. It's not the Burnley that, that we've recognised from previous Premier League years. And, and, and one of that is uh, new owners, ALK Capital, coming in in 2020. Been watching a, a little bit of Mission to Burnley. It's, it's interesting stuff. How are they being received? What's the general mood about the feeling of, of the ownership, the direction they're going and, and what their aspirations are? Well, the fans have, have enjoyed the, the ride that they've been on when they were relegated in May 2022, after Sean Dyche had been sacked, um, I think there was a bit of uncertainty about the, the direction the club was going in. But obviously, they hit the jackpot really with with appointing Vincent Company. He and himself, because of who he is, brings a lot of profile to the football club. Mm. So Burnley's mm. been put on the map a little bit more, if that, if that makes sense. Um, you'll see games where you know uh, American influences and. Um, you know they've they've got involved with uh, f American football players and basketball players and things like that. So the profile of the football club has uh, has really been raised by company's arrival. So the fans are enjoying it, but you know the Premier League's a different animal to yeah. to the Championship, and and Burnley are finding that out. And I think the transfer window is is important for them. They've been linked with Eric Dyer today. Um, is, that, is that someone you think they need? Again, going back to the leadership thing, absolutely. Um, I think he fits the profile of of what Vincent Company will look for. Obviously, he was a, a leader himself. He'll want leaders in his team. And I don't think he, he's got that. Uh, Jack Cork and Josh Brownhill shared the captaincy last season. Cork is in his 30s now and, and hasn't been involved. Josh Brownhill's lost his place in the team at the moment. Josh Cullen, who, who you'll know from, from West Ham, who, who was their player of the year last year, was magnificent and hasn't started this season particularly brightly. So, yeah, Eric Dyer is someone that would would fit the bill. Whether they can get him or not, I don't know. Adam, we've obviously gone away from this, you know, Sean Dyche, more defensive style of play to this, you know, Vincent Company more expansive risk-reward how, what, what have the fans sort of made of it? And you know, obviously, six goals conceded already. Is is it sustainable this season, or is it you know a bit 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 of a concern the step up in quality? Yeah, I think that's the million dollar question with Burnley. Does Vincent Company need to adapt yeah. his style that was so successful uh, last season? I think he's quite um, rigid in 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 the way he he wants to play. Um, they need a goal scorer as well. Um, Lyle <laughs> Don't <Hopper> we all? <laughs> is, yeah. Um, has started the season scored against Aston Villa, but didn't pull up many trees last year. It was the goals were 
with, with Teller and Benson and Zaruri, and you look into those players again, those, those wing forward type players that um, that supply the goals. They they haven't found a, a, a number nine yet, really. Uh, Adam, got you on for your extensive knowledge of the the Northwest game, uh, and and great to hear your thoughts on Burnley. But I know you personally as a Blackburn fan. Uh, there's a few links uh, with the two clubs uh, in recent times. We signed Ash Phillips from Blackburn, and obviously uh, Blackburn have got Dylan Mark and Day and Tom Bloxham, two ex-Spurs players. Just give us a little bit of insight on on Phillips and also the two guys playing for Blackburn at the moment. Well, I'll start with Mark Ande. He he was injured on his debut um, when he moved from Spurs after that January move, and he never he didn't recover in time before the end of the season, and then he had a, a really disappointing loan spell at Aberdeen last season and there was speculation that Yondell Thomason wasn't a fan and didn't um, he didn't fit into the Rovers system but because of the by nature of the way the summer went for Rovers and players departing Mark and Day's got his chance to to shine now he scored against Harrogate in the in the League Cup um, he, he's obviously a talent um, but his future I'm not. I'm not sure when when players come back. We've we've got two players out injured at the moment. Um, he, it, it's down to him basically to to show Yondell Thomas, and he he often says the manager that the team picks itself. I don't pick the team, and Mark Andes in that bracket of players who are have got to show him what they can do. Bloxham's obviously a young player. Yeah. Um, again, scored against Harrogate, so time will tell with him. And obviously, Spurs have got Ash Phillips and Phillips hasn't had a lot of game time in the Rovers team um has been a talent that was um well known about in the in the youth setup made his first team debut last season i think he he probably got a handful of appearances maybe 10 kept out of the team by the by the quality of the defenders we've already got and you know Rovers i think the disappointment with the Rovers fans is that we didn't get a, a huge fee for him Oh, look, a good, decent start uh, for Blackburn this season. Decent start for Spurs. Uh, just going back to Saturday's game, little prediction uh, from you, knowing, knowing Burnley like you do. Uh, well, Spurs have struggled at Burnley, haven't they, in, in recent times? You remember, the, the, obviously, the, towards the end of the Sean Dykes reign when you, you lost 1-0 there. Oh, Conte had his meltdown. Like, 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 like we said, it, it, it's not a Sean Dykes-Burnley team anymore at all. Um, and obviously, Spurs are, are, are flying. I, I think Spurs will, will, will have enough to get past Burnley at the weekend. Oh, we hope so. I'd hope so. <laughs> I'd hope so. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for joining us. Great to get uh, your thoughts on Burnley and, and a little chat about Blackburn. Thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure, guys. Thank Cheers, you very Adam. much. Thank you. Cheers, Adam. Thank you. All the best. Cheers. Good to talk to Adam uh, about Burnley and also about Blackburn. But on Burnley, we, we asked him about Eric Dyer and then I was just looking on my laptop here. It looks like we've rejected a bid, a load bid from Burnley. Oh. Um, <laughs> maybe we can just drive him there and leave him there even after the window's closed. Maybe that just means we're not getting a centre-back. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, it doesn't feel like it, does no, it? No, I'm going to be honestly fuming. Why are we rejecting a loan bid, reportedly rejecting a loan bid from He's Burnley? out of contract next year. So? So? But we obviously don't want to get nothing for him. We're not going to get any like, money oh, for him. It makes no difference, yeah, like, yeah. just get, get, get rid of him. We, and, were, and we were haggling over a million with, with Ash Phillips. If the, whole, if the whole deal is, right, that we can't bring players in until we've got players out, then, then just no. Get I'm, him I'm out. not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> Maybe, explaining yeah. their reasons. Why, I just can't get my head around why we would reject a loan bid from Stein's anyone. Been linked with Bayern Munich and Burnley in the same day. That's a new one. <laughs> in the same day. Never thought I'd hear that. Imagine sentence. the sort of power that Harry Kane must have at Bayern Munich for him to go. My mate. He just wanted. What, I wanted to get my mate out, didn't they? And they're already going. Whatever you want, Harry. Whatever you want. <laughs> What, Eric Dyer? Really, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how much power must he have there? Um, really? But also mentioned another centre-half uh, with, with Adam Ash Phillips. Um, he, we've said it with you on the show as well. Didn't play much at Blackburn. No. Um, but he seemed to think there's something there. So, I don't know, maybe if they do get rid of one of them, he'll get bumped up the list. But it's interesting to talk to Adam about how Burnley are trying to still play the same way they played last year, and I don't think it's going to work for him. It's it's one of it's I can very, almost very sort of I can almost sort of relate it to, to to what we're trying to do and um, against most teams like Burnley like Bournemouth what we're trying to do because of the quality of player that we have in our first eleven um, <laughs> we we should beat most of these teams when we come up against 
the you know the the the, the cities, the Liverpools, the other lot. That could be when we get undone. And I yeah. do think about you know where did it go wrong for for let's say Pochettino when he was here. Most of the time we were beating most of the teams that we were, but we fell short because he was so insistent on playing the way that he knows, and he was so not yielding on changing that that actually when we came up for the most part against better footballing teams and we yeah we knocked City out across two legs in the Champions League but when we went toe to toe with better teams we generally got unstuck and look at what Bayern demolished us yeah and uh, exactly and and, and versus like you know the last couple of years against City when we've camped on the edge of our box and and, and beaten them 1-0 somehow right I'm not saying that's the right way but, but when you come back to Burnley the concern has to be that the quality of player that they've got just isn't going to be yeah. as high as a lot of the other teams. You need good attacking players to play that way. You need stars. good technical players throughout the team, players that can take the ball under pressure in any situation and, and pick the pass and, and, and not shit their pants and whatever, right? Which is why Hoiberg and Skip don't work for us, yeah. right? So for Burnley, if I was a Burnley fan, I'd be very concerned that they, if company is going to be unyielding on changing the way that they play and keep in mind how the likes of Burnley and Stoke and so on stayed in the Premier League for as long as they did they did so by being horrible to yeah, play Brentford, against Brentford came in and sort of played this sort of front foot well actually no I think they no but Brentford played a slightly different style to Burnley and it's worked I th- Brentford is still very direct yeah it's true it's true actually Burnley need to probably mix up a little bit more than they're doing and maybe they'll start and, 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 and if they don't, hopefully and, they don't yeah, they don't. Yeah, and and, and it was my it was my concern for for, for Bournemouth uh, when we were listening to um, uh, last week about Paul, how, uh, Paul, yeah. Paul was and he was saying about how they play with with organised chaos and all of that. And I said straight after it almost sounds like and but if that's how they're going to play, I'd expect us to thump them because we just should be beating these teams that want to play that yeah. want to play football. Well, <clears throat> we should be a better footballing team than most of these, and we come up unstuck against Liverpool and City. Are we going to come away from Turf Moor without our manager having a meltdown this time? Yes. <laughs> was it was it there where it was the beginning of the end for Pochettino? He had the uh, row with Mike Dean. It, it was there, wasn't it? Yeah. Not the was. beginning of the end, but it was. It's it, during that, that rotten week where we lost yeah, to but Chelsea. I, no, I do see Arsenal. that as the beginning of the end. It all starts one over for Pochettino. There, it was actually the beginning of Conte's great run when he had his meltdown after one nil there, and then we went on the run through to the end of the season. Joe's um, had a meltdown as well, like we said, with Ndombele. Yeah, he dragged just him off. before COVID. Yeah. yeah. An exciting place, Turf Moor, for us, isn't it? We have one there. It's not It's not the worst ground for us. But Paulinho's can- shot. Does anyone remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do you know what? I, I, actually, I was actually referencing that this week because <laughs> Hoiberg, shot, Hoiberg, yeah. Hoiberg had a chance against oh, Fulham. Oh, when he should have passed it. Yeah, he had Terrible. two. One, one where he sort of volleyed it from way out over the bar. And one where whatever, but one where actually, through, yeah. yeah, he was like on the right-hand side. I just should have buried it bottom corner. Or, or he right? should, if you watch it back, or, Scarlett had a tapping. Yeah, like fine. But what he actually did was like really did. tentatively play a side foot shot <laughs> that ended up about seven yards yeah, wide. It was awful. And I said it, it wasn't quite, and I actually referenced that Paulinho shot this week. I said it wasn't quite as bad. It was like he did it on purpose. It was, it was, it was so just, bad. It was pathetic. I said, I said the only shot I've seen that is worse than that effort from Hoiberg was Paulinho away at Burnley. Who's going to be this weekend's well, did you Paulinho? Did, did you see the Everton bloke last night have the same shot? No. 30 million quid yes. and he shanked the, uh, the corner flag but he yeah. then go, went and scored a nice goal. Um, we've had some interesting games. I think Son scored a header at Burnley which is a weird place for Son to score a header. And of course Burnley was the opposition at home that he scored the, um, uh, the Pushkas goal, Pushkas goal. Against. Yeah. With Vertonghen's assist. <laughs> he referenced Best that the assist. other day. He Vertonghen. did, yeah. I can't remember what, maybe it was... He did he reference it the other he day. Said, if he, you, he, he, he definitely said something on Twitter about it. Yeah, no, he, d- he did reference it. He says, uh, he says it was all about the, si- the assist, if you know, you know, or if something you, like oh, that. Oh, there must uh, have been uh, a similar uh, sort of yeah, amazing goal where someone's, you know... It yeah. was a wonderful assist. <laughs> uh, I think, I'm going to start with the prediction this week. I'm not going to go last. Uh, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win 3 nil. Bloody hell. Oh, come on. 3-1. 2-0. 2-0 us. I'll go 3-1. Yeah. Full house. I think we had a full house against Bournemouth. The point is, is that we should be beating these teams. Mm. Yeah, we, we just should be. But this is not a typical Burnley from the last. Exactly. Time. No, if, it, if, it, if it was, we should be going there expressing. If it was a Sean Dyche Burnley, yeah. controlling the game. It, We've got you know one of the best creators in the league. Exactly. In our team. I'm much, I'm much more worried about Sheffield United in our next league game because 
don't know about that. Well, I am because they're, they're terrible. Yeah, but they're sitting. They will sit. They're sitting across the halfway line against City for seventy-five minutes. Yeah, and then nearly got a point. That's my point, right? They're going to sit in. They'll be hard to break down. They've got some 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 big lumps like up front that they 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 get it up to. I'm more worried about Sheffield United than I'm about Burnley because Burnley will try and play football, and we ought to. We ought if you're worried about Sheffield United, at home, this is going to be a long old season. That I was the end. That saying. was the end. I, of Pochettino, I by the way, the last time he yes. played them. I think we well, listen. Yeah. I think we beat Sheffield United as no, well. I know, I know but what you're I have more concerns about the, the is, about is, the is, difficulty is, of that yeah, game is, than is, is Burnley. If it was a Sean Dyche Burnley that we were going up and playing on the weekend, I'd be sat here going, "We should win." But you can see how we don't. Yeah. It's weird for Burnley because the quirk of the fixture list with the Luton postponement means they've had three league games all at home. Yeah. And if you think about our start, it's actually been really tough. Our only home game has been United. All of our other games, we played five games after Saturday. Yeah, that is, Four away I from I don't think home. anyone else in, in the Prem's done that. I think it's an absolute of course not. It's a disgrace that we were. because well, half away, the teams aren't in the cup yet. But we, we were away from home first game of the league season, away from home last game of the league season. Well, the positive spin on that means you got more home games. In between, to no, get but, the, but, but, but there, there has to be an advantage to being at home on the last day yeah. or at home on the first day. It's a little bit like against Fulham. I, I, I said to my brother, who I went with, I don't know what happened in that toss that they've won it to get it down their end and, and we go second. First. Someone's referenced <laughs> that on Twitter that you should not be able to take first and get it in front of your ha- hands. What happened in that toss? It, you, you get one or the other. You you win you win the toss, you choose the end, and then the other team takes first. You're right, because if it had been in front of our fans, Sanchez would have levered it into the top right corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get the point, though. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I I, like, how the hell have we managed that? As soon as I saw that, I was like, what, what's what gone on in that centre circle for that, to have, for that to have come about? By the way, why is he taking third? Obviously, they've done, he's obviously must have scored a few in... in, in training but there's a couple of reports that have come out that mm. no one else put their hand up what's that about I mean it wasn't exactly a you know, the list of players but I get you know you're looking at a Hoybier or a Davis at least you know Scarlett's a centre really forward I know he's young but he's a centre forward did Davis not take one in the end no, no. no so Davis should have stepped up Scarlett, third, Scarlett though, should have stepped weird. up and I'm not blaming Madison but how did Madison take ahead of Sanchez that was like he should just never have taken one. He'd have been 11th on my list. I felt him. sorry for him, and, and I'm not a fan, but I did. He shouldn't be put in that position. Yeah, that and, uh, and, and as much as I've, as much as I've had a go, I haven't actually had a go at him. I actually, I've, I, I've said the need for a third centre back. We all know it. But what I would say for Sanchez is that he does step up. He does put himself there. He, he never shies away. He's top. You want top you, class attitude. You'd love I don't him. rate him at all. But he's exactly, got a brilliant that. attitude. He is. You know, the fact that he came back from that Bournemouth game takes yeah. a lot of guts. Yeah. You, you want him to do well. his own fans. Like, I, Fair play to him. I, I'd love for him Brilliant. to do well and be good enough because his attitude... But he's because, just not. But he's, he's not. Just not. He's, it, and that's it. I he's not good enough. All right, well, let's see if he's uh, here or not next week. I've got a feeling he will be. Uh, will be here next week. Um, Line-up to be decided. I don't know yet. Might, like Poster Can Cogley. be sold one day <laughs> to another club? Who? Us. You? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be. <laughs> what a club that wins Fa- something. Fans are just stuck. <laughs> well, this is it. We are. We are. And this is why we're here. And we'll yeah, be We here. should be more upbeat. We've, we've had a... We win Saturday, you know. It's a great start. start since... I don't, don't know. I thought I you were going to tell we, me there. I don't know. Four out of four under... What, four Harry, unbeaten? Oh, nine at ten. We got... We won our first four games, did we not? Yeah, no, we've not, drawn, we've drew with Brentford. No, but I'm saying since then. Since then. No, but we had a great start last season. Yeah, no, we won all three, one nil again under uh, Nuno, didn't we win? No, but I was meaning off the four games, because then mm. we lost uh, the four. I don't know. It, but it will be a good start, and, and like I say, uh, full house. Uh, I, I think we'll beat Burnley, and we'll discuss it next week. The transfer window closes, maybe a busy 36 or so hours, maybe a dead 36 hours. But gentlemen, thank you for coming on. And we will see you next... We will see you next week and up the Spurs.